Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's your baby. I'm just here for the ride. No, 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 no. You're a baby in bathwater. That's us. Am I the bathwater? No, no. Oh. You're the baby. I'm, I'm the baby? Oh. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to go down a weird road here can we just move on the metaphor is not very good no anymore. we moved on to the meta fives meta sixes do you want to go bigger better better more are you ready to level up your life are you ready to be awesome now is the time and this is success freaks welcome welcome everyone to the number one no self-judgy, judgy, comedic, motivational show, otherwise known as Success Freaks. Today's working title is episode 266, Soft on Sin. And today we're coming at you alive from YZ, Minnesota and Phoenix, Arizona. And that, that little tittering that you hear in the background, that chuckle, that, that giggling, it's Kirsten. I wonder how long until that we're coming at you alive joke. I wonder how long that's going to last before people start complaining. Nobody, uh, you know what? <laughs> It'd be nice if they... we think it's funny, right? We think it's funny. Yeah. Well, you know what are we going to? What else are we going to say? Coming at you from blah blah blah. Maybe we'll have a whole new opening one day. Maybe you'll open the show. Oh, sure. I can talk about La Croix. <laughs> that's in the that's in the in between. You can only do that in the in between. <laughs> Not sponsored, but I wish it would be. So today's, it's a curious title, don't you think? I, you weren't even, I don't know what that means. So soft on sin, I was thinking about, I was thinking about people being hard on themselves and wanting to talk about that again, because it seems to be going around, always going around. And to me that, that, you know, you make mistakes, you, you slip up, you, you commit sins, quote unquote sins or whatever. And if you are just hard on yourself, the likelihood that you're going to pull yourself out of that or to want to better yourself. Uh, it's it's not as likely, you know. You're more like, oh well, I get what I deserve. Maybe I don't deserve this, or I I do deserve that. I mean, I've I've had that. I've even had that lately in the last I don't know six months or so. I know for sure it's something cropped up in my brain. I'm like, well, maybe I just don't deserve that. And a friend of mine will go, that that's your that's your problem right there, right there's your problem. Right there. So you know, the best thing for any of us to do is is cut ourselves a break. Get yourself some slack. Because, you know, there is no, the, the being really, really hard on yourself never works. It doesn't work when you're doing it to somebody else. Anybody who has body issues, if you've grown up and you have a parent, especially a parent who is pointing out, well, you know, you're really getting a little overweight or you really, you know, you need to eat more, whatever, wherever you lie on that spectrum, that never helps. Never, ever, ever. Because what happens is the brain wants you to feel good. It wants to protect your emotions. So when you begin to feel bad, you're going to go to that one thing or two or 17 that make you feel better and and if you're you know if you're overweight and you're an overeater that's the thing you're going to go to if you're a smoker you know the, the little thing on the package of cigarettes that talks about that talks about you know smoking may cause cancer and so your brain goes ooh, that's bad oh what am i going to do to feel good hey, i think i'll have a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> i think most people giggle yes yeah yeah maniacally yeah. That's same thing happens when you're dealing with yourself as well. When you're hard on yourself, the chances are that you're not going to bounce back as easily as when you are are soft on sin, soft on those 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 missteps, those errors that we all commit. Mm-hmm. So, I like what it. Do you, what do you good, good. I do. That's I, I didn't understand. I'm glad you explained it to everybody else too, because I was like, oh, I have no idea what this means when you first told me about what we were talking about, and I think that it applies in a lot of aspects of life not maybe just like weight loss or you know we talk a lot about self-help and living your best life and leveling up and all that stuff and it's really easy also to kick yourself for not doing as much as you want to do for doing you know for like making yourself feel like more successful so I think it applies to a lot of things even things like that I couldn't even begin to imagine because I've never experienced 
Like something really catastrophic, thinking that you deserve it. Yeah, or you know, like things like certain loss, like maybe a miscarriage. Um, oh my! You know, I've I've haven't experienced that, but I know there are millions of women who have, and couples who have, and like I, it's I think it's so easy to be so hard on yourself, and it's in any time of loss, any loss at all, that where you think it's your fault and you want to take ownership and blame for it, but it may, you know, it might not be. Um, I think it applies to a lot of things. Or even a parent that is dealing with a child, uh, you know, especially a teenager, uh, who is not growing up the way that you hope they would grow up. And that, I'm not even talking about you want sure. them to be a doctor and they want to be an artist. That Then, then <laughs> honestly, that's not their issue. That's yours. No, but they're like hard into drugs or getting right. arrested all the time. And it's like, what, have I, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? And sometimes it's just you do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And... It still doesn't turn out well, whether it's it could be a physiological, it could be, you know, genetic, it could be just, you know, the um, environmental or just their that that's a way of rebelling because we all go through that rebellious stage. I actually have a, a friend of mine whose mother was um, did the Renaissance Festival circuit and was kind of a wild woman. And though you don't really call it that and she didn't call it that at the time, but the daughter, the way she quote unquote rebelled was she became pretty straight laced. <laughs> you know, she nice. wasn't the rebellious wild one. I mean, she had a good head on her shoulders and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So whatever that may be, it's not it's not something that that you should as a parent, you can really blame yourself. You do the best they can. You can. And then you release them. And then they they live their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I think something else that when it comes to being like soft on sin, like being hard on yourself or, you know, what have you. I personally am guilty of this. And we can talk about this a little bit more in dive into this a little bit deeper but it's not just I want to do something like working out and eating better I'm doing a lot better with like my meal prepping and eating better but I keep (laughs) injuring myself so I'm not going to the gym very often and not at the gym though you're you're you know on hikes silly things like that oh that's we'll we'll talk about it in on beyond (laughs) okay oh good there's more (laughs) so it's not just that yes, I want to do this and I have this plan and I want to do it and oh, I'm not doing it and I'm not doing a good job at it. And then the self-awareness of and now I'm beating myself up for not doing what I wanted to do. So I feel not only guilty for not doing what I wanted to do, but now I also feel guilty for feeling guilty. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That happens to me all the time when I'm trying to get stuff done, like with YouTube, if I have a list of videos I want to get done and I just don't, I instead watch Netflix for seven hours and it does that thing where it asks you are you okay yes i'm fine oh it does that if you watch if you just binge for a few uh, like six five six episodes in a row it'll ask you if you're still watching or maybe you need to go outside <laughs> that's awesome thanks thanks netflix you're pointing out the fact that you know i'm hiding from the sun right i'm avoiding human contact but thank you for but making me you. right thank you now, thank you netflix for judging me for <laughs> wanting to so spend time judgy. with you but that's so. I get hyper aware of being like soft on like hard on myself. Right. And then I feel guilty for feeling guilty that I'm not at the gym. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been going to I mean, I, it's still early in the week, but honestly, I, I need to get up and go early. Now, I'm telling myself I'm going to go to the gym after we're done with this. We'll see. But it's, it, you know, is am I ever going to feel bad about going to the gym? Honestly, no. no. I mean. I found even though I have a bunch of stuff to do, uh, you know, I got to get this done and this done and this done. If I go there, it helps me and the other stuff gets done or doesn't. It goes to the next day and I always feel better. However, if I don't go, I don't feel as good. If I don't write or do something in the morning like that. In fact, if I would if I would get off all off my butt and actually do some writing, even if it's just a half an hour, my whole day, my whole attitude with the whole day is different. Now, why don't I do that? You know, I just want to have my coffee and oh, look over this. Oh, Duolingo. Oh, Facebook. So, but, you know, and being hard on myself isn't going to help either because the chances are if you're, if you find that you're hard on yourself and, or you find people who are harder on themselves, they're less likely to correct the behavior because then you give yourself that moral licensing. Well, I just did that. So I might as well just do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those people who are just. Well, you know, I've tried, uh, you know, I screwed up here, but everybody does. It's not a big deal. I had that cupcake. It's not a big deal. Let's move on. You know, for me, I actually, Habitica kind of helps me with that because I take my pain out there. Oh, look, bink. But also, that's a way of moral licensing. Well, I'll just take it off. 
on my character. So, Speaking of Habitica, guess who's level two? You are. Ding, 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 ding. Are you going to make it to level three? Please make it level three. <laughs> let's not. I died 17 times before I made level two, so let's not get greedy. Okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. So we are talking about being soft on sin today. If you are enjoying this conversation, I hope that you will tune in through the break that is coming at us in just 20 seconds. We have 20 seconds that we have to fill, but that's okay. (laughs) So I'm not going to be hard on myself about this because, you know, everything is a learning experience and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So, yeah, just listen in. We'll be right back after this word from our oh-so-fabulous, fantastic, and other words sponsors. Hunger isn't a faraway problem. One in seven Americans live with hunger. At Islamic Relief USA, we think it's up to the other six to share our food with our neighbors. This summer, Islamic Relief USA is packing up food and bringing it to communities in need. As always, it's for anyone of any faith or any background. It's just one of dozens of ways Islamic Relief USA is looking out for our neighbors. To learn more, visit IRUSA.org. Islamic Relief USA. Working together for a better world. Welcome back to Success Freaks. Today we are talking about being soft on sin. And before the break, we were talking about being hard on yourself and other people maybe being hard on you. And I wanted to touch on the fact that this is something that has always bothered me um, personally when I go through anything and somebody just says, well, don't feel that way. Like if you're sad about something and someone says, oh, well, just don't be sad. Oh, wow, thank you. I didn't realize it was wait, that Wait, wait, they really say it like that? Yeah, like, oh, we'll just choose to be happy. Oh, okay, thanks, I'll just choose that. Like, I'm going to be at a buffet, and instead of iceberg lettuce, I'll have romaine. And instead of the sad platter, I'll have the happy platter. Like, I'll just choose it. Thank you. Like, it's so profound of you to just say, well, just choose being happy. Wake up every day and choose to be happy. Some days, you feel what you feel, and you can't make your brain, you can't trick your brain out of it. And so, while... You know, obviously the goal when you're feeling kind of hard on, like, you know, hard on yourself and wanting to, like, maybe make a change, let's say fitness-wise, because that seems to be something that kind of is universal. You want to make that change, and then you don't, and then you feel hard on yourself, and then people are like, well, just just don't feel hard, like, just don't feel bad about it. You know what? Forget it. Like, today is for Oreos, and so, you know, no day but today for Twinkies and pizza like hold on like I'm feeling bad about myself don't tell me to just not but also I I get so frustrated when just the knee-jerk reaction to whenever anybody is having a less than stellar positive response to something is just oh well don't like it's okay to feel those things but it you know if you are trying to get out of that and you are trying to move forward Make the changes to move forward, but like you can still feel poorly. Yeah, everybody can reel from the punch. We've talked about that before. If something just hits you uh, and you're just suffering from it, whether it's, you know, you stub your toe or, you know. (laughs) On Beyond Success Freaks. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Or, Or something really catastrophic happens in your life. You're allowed some time to reel from the punch. I remember, and I've talked to a couple people who've had. Uh, one, if not both of their parents pass away. And after a little bit of time, people are like, it's been a while. Why don't you come? You know, it's like, no, no, no. You get to suffer through that if you if you want to. And you, you get to pick how long your time is. Yes. Yes. But I will say this. And here's where I'm going to here's where I'm going to differentiate from you a bit. There are steps you can take to make to feel better. And they sound dumb, but they actually have been proven to work. One is smile that sounds weird you're having a bad day smile it actually releases uh i don't know if it releases endorphins or dopamine or if those are the same thing and i'm just i'm like i don't know but words words ah, word porn but you can you can hey soft on sin sorry 70s music Anyways, thank you for apologizing for that. (laughs) You're welcome. I apologize to all our listeners uh, and those of you who enjoyed it. Cool. That's it's a leaf blower. All right, let let me stick with my point. Stop doing that. Um, 
there's there are certain things you can do. I mean, physiologically, I mean, just smiling can change your day or can change your your attitude. It will. And I've tried this. I've been in a kind of lousy mood. I'm like, fine, I'm gonna smile. And as soon as I did, I could feel something changing in my body. Another thing you can do is is you know the the silly thing. Uh, what is it? Uh, think of happy thoughts. Think, what's your happy thought? You can fly. You can fly. You can fly. Yeah, from Peter Pan. Uh, if you do remember those things, those times that you were having a, a, a good time or those times that, that where something was actually working out for you, it doesn't even have to be related, though it can be. I mean, if the thing that you're dealing about, let's say you're, you're dealing with the death of a relative or a friend, you remember the happy times that you had. That That's helpful. That will help you maybe even just be able to move forward. Uh, if you're, if you're just ha- your business is not really, really doing well and you're just down at the dumps where you can't do anything about it, you can remember whether it was this business or something else or someplace else or some other time where you were successful. Uh, if none of these things are helping, I would recommend getting a pet because that will help you. I mean, I've had these, these goofy little cats at this house that are always wanting to be in my lap and pet me, pet me. And the, the one that gets a little rapey in my face with the purring and everything. Um, but I'll tell you when I'm not feeling good about stuff, uh, I'll remember those little cats and I'll, I'll start to feel better, but that's me jump starting my own life. The other thing, the people that are trying, Hey, don't be hard on yourself, but do this, you know, don't do oh, come on, smile. That's kind of a control freak issue that yeah. where they're trying to control you. It's okay for you to do it and they can plant the seed. But when enough people start doing it, you know, then it gets annoying. It's like, okay, you're the fifth person that said this to me today. Yes, I know I'm in a bad mood. And if you're not careful, you're going to be the lucky winner and I'm going to explode all over you. But. Well, and y- just because someone's in a bad mood, they don't owe the world being in a good mood. Like you have to, some people don't want to be in a good mood. Some people just are, the way they want to live their life is miserable. And that's their choice. I don't want to be around people like that. But yeah. I also don't have the right to tell them like, you know, people would like you more if you were just nice. Like they they know that that's kind of a universal truth, but they clearly don't care and don't want that. And then just to be telling someone how they should live their life or how they should respond to a situation is so meh. Right. And I don't know that people want to be in a bad mood. I don't think that even. You haven't been to my work. <laughs> unless you're a cartoon character where you are, you just one note, you know, it's not it's not a whiplash. I can't pay the rent. You must pay the rent. I can't pay the rent. <laughs> you know, unless you're that guy with no depth to you at all, then then people think that they're ultimately the hero of whatever story they're in. They're the good guy, no matter what. It's just, you know, p- political differences and things like that. So I don't think people want to, to really be, you know, have a bad time or, or be in a bad mood. However, I do think that people are addicted to certain emotional types. You know, and that works for them. I remember seeing this in What the Bleep Do We Know, the the segment at the very end at the wedding. There was this woman who was having a good time, and she spilled something on her dress. And she's all of a sudden, she's like, oh, this always happens to me. And all of her friends came around her going, oh, poor baby. And that was the thing that, that was getting her off. You know, she was, she was addicted to that kind of behavior because that kind of behavior solicited a response from those around her. Attention, love, care, nurturing. Same thing can happen when you get older as well, and you have to be careful with this. As you get reach into your, you reach into your older age, if suddenly hurting yourself is the only way that, and whether that's emotionally or physically, is the only way you can get attention from somebody, then you're gonna even subconsciously try to do that so that you can get that attention. Well, the kids pay attention to me when I'm complaining or doing this or or whatever, and that means that you're stuck living your life like that. That's another way of being hard on yourself. It's another way of treating yourself badly. And, and, you, and you deserve better. And it's not necessarily easy to change your thoughts around, to change your, your, your mind around for that positive mental attitude and start to get something out of that. You know, and start to get the, you know, your friends turning to you going, wow, I really like hanging out with you because you're an up person and, and being real about it, too. Mm-hmm. So you clearly don't work with the people that I work with because no, there I are work some with... people that just choose to just be negative all the time and just always be in a bad mood, always Yep. Like there are those people that whenever you say, hey, how's it going? How are you today? Bad. Awful. Well, I'm here, aren't I? Like every day, every day, every day. It's exhausting. And so I don't ask them how they are anymore. Yeah, I've learned not to say, hey, how's it going? Because that's a form of greeting. And, exactly. and people people will t- begin to tell you, oh, well, you know, this and this and this. And I'm like, wow, that was not an invitation. 
to do that. But you know what is an invitation if you're enjoying Success Freaks? You can find us on Block Talk Radio. Follow us there. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can do all of this stuff because you love what you're hearing here, and we love having you hear us as well. So check us out on those places, and those will be much more entertaining for you. That way, when you would subscribe to us on iTunes, it comes right to your own personal podcatcher, whatever that may be. And we'll check you out right after the break. Welcome back to Success Freaks, episode 266, Soft on Sin. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to be soft on sin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that is what we have been talking about today. Now, what can happen, too, is you being hard on yourself is also can create a convenient excuse. You know, so that you don't, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, you don't, you don't have to really follow through with it. I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. You know, it, it kind of, it explains things to you. It can protect your attitude because you're like, well, I don't deserve that. Or I'm not good enough. Or, you know, those grapes are probably sour anyways. But another way that that can affect things is, is that people won't expect as much from you. And that way they're not always bringing things to you and you don't have to do as much. Fair point. You know? Or you can always help get people to help you out. You know, if you're like, if you're like, oh, I don't, uh, that's something, <laughs> that's something that I've done in the past where I'll just kind of fiddle with something and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I can't, whether it's, I don't know if it's opening something. I don't have a specific thing right now, but imagine something lame and that was probably it. And I could, I was like, I can't, oh, and then so here, let me do that for you. Oh, oh, that, that happened. Oh, let me do, let me do that again then. That way. And so I, I kind of half-ass it. You know, whatever it is I'm attempting and somebody will will see that I need help and then they'll either wind up helping me or doing it themselves, <laughs> you know, and uh, as far as people not expecting so much from you, oh, I'm swamped. I'm always behind. I'm always in the weeds. I can't, you know, I can't do this thing. So nobody's going to bring anything else for you to do. But then you become that person. Mm-hmm. Then you become that person who's just, who's just kind of not the best you can be. You know, and the kind of a disappointment to yourself. And that's when you, that, that chatter is, you know, that, that chatter comes right back at you where you don't deserve this or, oh, I can't do that anyways. Or, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm not very good at this, you know, and that's your convenient excuse not to try. And if you don't try, if you don't challenge yourself and fail, you A, don't learn how to get better. You B, you don't strengthen yourself in how, in getting better. So you're just kind of stuck. If you've been in a job and you're in the same position for years and years and years and people are not throwing things your way, that may be you. That may be you. You have to challenge. You have to take on new things. You have to, to figure things out on yourself. Uh, here's a story that I love that um, I don't think I've told you in a while. So it's there's two kinds of parents out there. And, and let's talk about wealthy parents. There's two kinds of wealthy parents out there. Let's say you have kids and and both parents are like, okay, we're going to, the, the first set says that we're going to help you out with this new business and so that you can figure everything out. We'll give you the money to start it. Great. And you'll go and you'll, you'll create this on your own. Wonderful. And the other set of parents are like, we're going to teach you everything that you need to know, uh, but we're not going to give you any money. Uh, but you'll, you'll figure it out and, and we're here to lend moral support, et cetera, or any kind of information you need. And the other parents give information as well. Uh, the, the first set of kids, they go in and, and they're trying things out. And as you always do, whether it's a new business venture or a new endeavor or whatever it is, you are going to run into challenges and hiccups and, and stumbles and all that kind of stuff. Both sets of kids run into those. The first parents go, oh, okay, well, here, let me just, get, we'll give you some more money so you can help do this and, and, and we'll get through and then you'll get it out and you'll, you'll fix it. The second set of parents say, we're here to support you. We're here to help you, uh, but we're not giving you any money. You've got to figure this out. And we'll help you figure it out, but you've got to do that. Now, what happens with the first set of kids? Can you guess? It's not as valuable. Yeah. They don't, they just, it's kind of more handed to them. Yeah. They learn to look for that money injection. They learn to look for that. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, 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 thanks for helping. Thank you. I didn't lose the house. Sometimes losing the house may have been, and that's an extreme, but losing whatever may have been a good thing. Now, the second set of kids, what happens with them is they figure it out, whether they've lost something and come back 
or they figured out what the, the problem was and moved on, and it gave them that self-esteem to try again and to try on more things. So the same thing is true in your life. If you just keep letting things be handed to you and have everybody do things for you, and I'm not saying don't let people help. Don't be vulnerable. That's not what I'm saying because that's what relationships are. To me, in my opinion, mm-hmm. relationships are being vulnerable to one another. Yeah. That's different. And one of the things I like to say when somebody is, is you know, I'm uh, carrying something and like, can I, can I help you with that? And they're usually like, no, no. I'm like, no, no, I know you can. I just want to help. And they'll usually, oh, okay, let me do it. So you, if you figure out that thing that you can, you can do it and move forward with that, you know, uh, I'm not saying don't be vulnerable, but I am saying, you know, allow the challenges to come in your life and challenge yourself and allow yourself to lose, allow yourself to fail so you can learn from that. And you'll learn so much from that failure. Agreed. Um, before we had decided or before we had started talking about this in this segment, I had also mentioned to Morden that sometimes the excuse is I was trying to do this thing and I didn't. And now I feel bad about it. But since I feel bad about it, that negates the fact that I didn't do it. So it's OK because I feel guilty because I didn't do it. Really? What? Oh, I've been there. I firsthand, I will own that for sure. Um, usually when it came to um, schoolwork, when I was still in school working on my bachelor's, I would say, oh, I'm going to work on this project. Yeah. I mean, it's not due for another week, but it's a big project. I should probably get some work done on it. I'm not going to leave it to the last minute. And then I would. And I'd be like, yeah, but you know what? I felt bad about it. So, I mean, I'm just going to turn in what I can turn in. And I hated that about myself. And I would do it. I did it all the time. I did that so much. And then I realized it wasn't benefiting me at all. And I wasn't growing from it. And the growth is in the pain, you know, like when you're when you're growing, like literally as a child growing into like adolescent and teen, it's there's growing pains, there's pains from growing. And it's the same thing with growing as a person. Sometimes you have to undo a lot of learned behaviors and things that have felt normal for so long to become what you think is better and grow to what you want to grow to and it's not always pleasant but for me I learned that uh, I would just make that excuse because oh well since I feel guilty about it at least I recognize the bad behavior so that's good no no self bad self (laughs) what should you do instead make the change and so I as I started getting closer to the end of my degree, I bit off smaller chunks. So instead of being like, I'm going to work on this project for, I'm going to finish half of it. I would say, I'm going to work on it one hour a day, every day for seven days. And then if I'm not done, that last seventh day is one day before it's due. And then I just have to cram through and get it all in. And seven hours was always more than I needed. I'd be done in two days. But I would set a specific amount of time because I would always be like, oh, I'm going to do half today. That's Half was way too big. Or I do a fourth of it. That's too big. But if I just block one hour, like I, I'm one hour. It's one episode of something on Netflix. Like, <laughs> it, you know, one episode of Orange is the New Black. It's fine. Block aside one hour and work on it. And sometimes you just needed that jump to even start and then you'd finish but sometimes i'd just work for the hour and be like yep that was my hour i'm done and i'd feel better about it but especially in the beginning when i was more interested in you know being social uh i'd be i would just put it off and then feel good about feeling bad about recognizing my bad behavior (laughs) yeah that's interesting is one of the things i wanted to you talked about you know you'd mentioned a child somewhere in the last few minutes I can't remember the relation. Anyways, but remember when you were a child, nobody, when a child's learning to walk, nobody's like, when the child falls down, come on, dummy, get up. What the hell? Nobody talks to a child like that because the failure is part of the process. And they're always like, oh, good job, good job. Now, if we could talk to ourselves like that, not with little baby talk, because that's, you know, creepy. But realizing that as you stumble, it's like, hey, this is an opportunity for me to learn. What can I learn from this? Where's the silver lining in here? Because there is one if you can look for it. Yeah. And cut yourself some slack. Be soft on your sin, yo. Agreed. Excellent. Those of you in the Charlotte, North Carolina and Gastonia, North Carolina area, you get a treat. You get to listen to us Thursdays at 5 p.m. 
in the Gastonia area. We are coming at you at WGNC 1450 AM. And in the Charlotte area, we are FM 100.7. Find us there or be square. Or be somewhere else doing other things. But if you wanted to, it's there. We'll be right back. What happens when a self-help comedian and a social media manager both have a passion for podcasting and come together to support a common cause? A podcast is born. So what exactly is the Water Relief Podcast? Each week, BC Dodge and R. Mordant Mon from the Success Freaks Podcast sit down with staff members and volunteers to talk about IRUSA efforts in the United States and abroad. So how can you listen to the podcast? Download from IRUSA.org. You can also find it on Blueberry.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe and download the Water Relief Podcast today welcome back to success freaks episode 266 today we're talking about soft on sin and we are going to kind of wrap it all up and discuss how it will help level up your life mordant what say you well i was i was reading a couple of of blog posts about being kinder to yourself and and uh you know not being hard on yourself and one of the things that i read is author of the book brave uh, Margie Wirel's advice, and I probably just butchered her name. Nailed it. Is, is to identify ways to be kinder to yourself. Know that your inner critic doesn't have to be a destructive force. Treat yourself like a friend would. And that's something then when I'm talking to somebody, if they're going through an issue, I would say, okay, let's pretend I have the issue. I'm your friend. I have the issue. Now, as I say these and I start saying things that they were telling, talking to me about, what would you say to me? And usually they'll stop and go, well, uh, because they know what's happening because already their brain is starting to give them the answer. It's like, no, no, no. Don't talk to me like I'm I'm the person with the problem, you know, and it will invariably be the best advice that they need. And they already have it. It will be kinder than what they need. Sometimes it's a little bit of tough love. You really need to do this because blah. I'm like, okay, now you can choose to to listen to your own advice that you gave me who had the problem that you have. Or you can choose not to do it, but at least you know that that's also in there. A lot of times, you know, they've done they've done studies with with being hard on yourself. If you ever notice that somebody somebody who 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 says they're going to do something, hey, I'm going to do this thing for you, and they don't follow through. If they're really really oh, I'm so sorry, and they're beating themselves up in front of you about it, chances are they're not going to do it. Chances are they're not gonna they're not gonna come around and and fix it. They're just they're giving you a lot of lip service and a little bit. What talk, what Kirsten was talking about was they're allowing themselves to feel bad, and that gives them the moral licensing not to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel bad, uh, that's my punishment. I don't have to do this thing. I've already paid the price. Now, if you have somebody who's like, "Oh, you're right, my bad, man, my bad dog," I'll fix it. I'll come back later. And they don't go on and on and on and on and on, or they're really, really chatty about it. If they're not really, really chatty about it, chances are they're going to come back. Don't feel, don't feel angry with somebody who has just said, oh, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, you're right, I'm wrong, I'll fix it. And they didn't, they're not supplicating themselves even mm-hmm. more. It was just a mistake or something. Yeah, because they're the ones who are going to come back and actually probably not do it again. Yeah. Or if you hear yourself, if you're just really beating yourself up about it, it, looks like you're, it feels like you're trying to give yourself an out. Don't do that. Don't beat yourself up. Know that if you're doing a diet and you trip up, everybody does that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like I did when I went out to, there was a carnival recently. And I had, I had, I wanted a hot dog. So I had a hot dog and I had an ice cream cone and somebody actually had donuts that I said no to a few times. And by the end of it, I was like, screw it. I'll have a couple donuts. <laughs> and it was, it's, you know, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I went to my Habitica and marked it off and I took my punishment there. But now I'm, you know, today I'm eating salad. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, oh, I you know I can't do this and blah. So I, yeah, find ways to be kinder to yourself. For sure, with um, what I'm doing personally for my fitness and my quote unquote diet, I don't I'm not really dieting. I'm doing what's called flexible dieting, which a lot of people have heard about, where you count your proteins for the day, your fats and your carbs, and you you use your body weight and all that stuff and how much weight you want to lose and you make a matrix and you get a certain amount, you get a certain number of grams per day of each you're supposed to hit. And then you can't go over a certain number of sugars and that kind of thing. And I really, really like it. But one of the reasons I love it is because if you mess up one day, you just start back over the next day. It's not like an all or nothing diet where like if you drop carbs completely and then you eat 
a whole loaf of bread in one day and then you're totally screwed up and you have to start all over. That's one of the reasons I like flexible dieting because it is a little more forgiving and we are human like there. I want the Twinkie some days. Some days it's there and it's yep. You are going to comfort me, my friend. It's you. (laughs) You are what's going to make the rest of my day a good day. And I can't feel bad about that. So you just you have to know yourself and how you react to not necessarily doing everything the exact perfect way you want to do it and either be hard on yourself to a level that you know garners results but also know that like 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 you said Morton, it's just being kind to yourself I actually saw an article about um, it was like top 10 questions to ask or not ask but you know that can determine how you and somebody else can like a, a potential Um, like relationship or friendship and the second one was what is something you value in life and for me like my number one of my number one things in life is be kind to people like there's so many people in the world that aren't kind and I think that totally applies to yourself as well you have to be kind to yourself and you have to but you don't have to because I'm not going to tell you how to live your life I'm not going to be like you have to feel this way you don't have to but I personally (laughs) really like how I feel when I'm more kind and understanding about my own self because there's a lot of learned habits we have over the years bad habits and then like with technology and fast food and everything just being so easy and so easy to have it's easy to not want to do things to go right or go to the gym or eat well or spend time with loved ones to nurture relationships like sometimes it's easier to just not do it so I will piggyback on what you said in just being kind and I we're all we're all orbiting the sun on the same rock and living in the same world and you have your own life experience and nobody has it for you and you just have to live it in a way that you are happy with I think and being kind to yourself I think is a really good way to not be beating yourself up constantly because like everybody you know we are our own worst enemy and so if you just treat yourself with a little more kindness then you don't have that internal struggle and monologue every day about how much you suck because i've been there too i call it high school (laughs) (laughs) there was a there was a a musical called title of show i was hoping you knew it but i guess you don't sure don't there's a song on it, and it talks about the vampires, and it, and basically it's it's all these tiny vampires that will steal your, you know, keep your creativity down and what you're trying to do down. And it, and it's I love this song because it's so irreverent and and naughty on some level, but it it labels all these people that you know how they're trying people are trying to drag you down, and then it gets to the last vampire, which is the most the the one that's the most devastating, and it's it's those voices in your head saying things to you that you wouldn't take from a stranger stranger on a train saying to you or your friend yeah. saying to you and that you talk to yourself a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, that's just, you know, you have to learn to respect yourself. If you're saying stuff to you that, that you wouldn't put up with from a stranger or for a friend, you need to change your self-talk. Yeah. You need to change the way, the way this works because that, and I'll, I'll look for the, I'll look for a link to the, to the song cause it's a fun, funky song and uh, not, Appropriate Vampires, for children. yada yada. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Does it sort of go like that? <laughs> yeah, just like that. But we were talking yeah. about the. I want to jump on something else. You were talking about the. I think the the moral licensing, and you were talking about how it works to fitness. But this also works with finances, because yes. the way I'm trying to pay off my credit cards is I'll take ten percent of my money, and and throw it at a credit card plus plus my payments plus my payments right. that I'm paying towards the, it yeah. on top of that. But now sometimes I fall behind. And I'm like, okay, I, I owe this much money. Okay, now I owe this much money. Now I owe this much money. And it gets to a point where I'll suddenly go, nope, I'm starting over. 10% of this paycheck, not those paychecks. Mm-hmm. Because if it gets too big, I'm not going to do it. You won't do anything. You won't right. do anything towards it. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's everything. It's everything that you can kind of feel like, like, oh, I went to the gym a whole bunch and then you didn't. So now I got to go twice tomorrow and twice the next yeah. day and twice the next. No, because then you're never going to want to go. Starting over, knowing when to scrap it and start over, I think is a really awesome way of being kind to yourself because you're giving yourself another chance to get it right. 
Yep, and you can do that every time because who cares as long whether you're going to the gym, who cares if you didn't work out three times last week, you only worked out once. You don't have to worry about making it up. Just work on the next thing that you were going to work out with. And who cares if you didn't pay your you know, your 10% out of that paycheck and now you owe hundreds of dollars to whatever. This is for you. Who cares? Because as long as you keep moving forward, even if it's a dollar a day or a dollar at a time or 10% of one paycheck in a month, who cares as long as you're moving forward because – if you don't do it that way, you're going to get to a point where I'm like, oh, it's too much. I'm just not going to do it. Then you won't be doing anything. Then you're not going to the gym at all. Then you're not working on your finances at all. Then you're not working on being a better human being in whatever aspect that is mm-hmm. at all. Whatever gets you there, don't don't tie this albatross around your neck and, and load more weights on because you're not going to be able to deal with it. You're just going to quit. The trick is to keep moving forward. This is a game. Play. Come to play. Play smart so you know, you know, don't don't game the system against yourself. And if you are playing the game, play it on Habitica on our team because I'm the one dragging it down. <laughs> you're doing great, you're second level. And you know, and while you're playing the game, make sure you listen to Queen's song, Play the Game. Because it's a great song. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry that it popped into my head when you said play the game. So I was like Oh no. Yeah, no. yeah. I can't wait for the story that's going to happen in the next segment. Oh, get excited. <laughs> get I excited, excited for On Beyond. I, we should all play, place bets for what it was. What did Kirsten break this week? <laughs> well, I already kind of alluded to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. If you're liking what you're listening to here on Success Freaks and you want to find more Success Freaks, we have we are on almost all social media out there. And by that, I mean some, not almost all, but some social media. <laughs> Where can you find those things? Yes, we're on the Facebook. Yes, we're on Twitter. Yes, we're on a bunch of different stuff. But the just go Facebook. to the Facebook. That's we're on right. the I, Facebook. I Do you eat your that. pizza with a fork and knife? Only when it's messy, baby. <laughs> a Chicago what? pizza. I do. <laughs> Where? Where? I can't. All right. All right. Anyways, successfreaks.com. Find us there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to On Beyond Success Freaks. I'm Kirsten. That's Mordant. And um, we, (laughs) I have a lovely story to share. And I'm very. I'm so excited. You know what? And I'm also very interested to see if this happens to other people. (laughs) I am not accident prone. Let me just put that out there first. I am not accident prone. I'm not one of those people that's always dropping things and tripping. It's a good affirmation. You keep using that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. Like, I'm not. But uh, I... <laughs> but accidents have been happening around you lately. Well, so the one was because I went hiking and I fell in a creek. That was my bad. Like, the rock did not support me as I was crossing across the rapids. It's fine. But not last night, but the night before. And this has happened to me for a very long time. I have very vivid dreams. And... When I'm in like a half sleep, I don't sleepwalk and I don't, I don't sleepwalk. I don't sleep talk. But when I'm in like a half sleep and a half dream, I can have full on conversations with somebody that I will remember, but not remember being as angry as I was. For instance, I have argued with my previous boyfriend um, about outer space and I remember arguing about going to outer space and he would ask me what are you talking about? Because he was awake and reading. And I'm like, we're just, we have to go to outer space. We have to outer space. And I was very angry. And then I would roll over and fall asleep in anger because I was so mad he didn't understand. But I wasn't actually awake, but I remember the conversation. I was, it was part of my dream. So I've also, I think a lot of people have had that dream where you're running from someone and you fall over a cliff and right as you're about to hit the floor, you wake up in like a sweat and your heart's racing. I, (laughs) oh my word. Go on. I was (laughs) dreaming. This was not, like I said, not last night, but the night before. And it was probably three or four in the morning. And in my dream, I was in my bed, the same position that I was in, in real life. Dream Kirsten was sleeping the same way life Kirsten was. In my closet, I was on my right side facing my closet, which the door was open. I have sliding doors. And the closet's maybe a foot and a half, two feet away from the edge of my bed. Yeah, like two feet. And in my dream, there were these neon green worm-spider hybrids that were crawling out of my dirty laundry that's on the closet floor and crawling straight for me. And the closet's like two feet away from my bed. So Dream Kirsten told 
actual real bodied physical Kirsten that she should jump up. She should run in a circle on her mattress on top of the bed, run in a circle and then jump off the bed and run around the bed to go to the light switch to turn it on because that kills them. So real life Kirsten jumps up and runs in a circle on her mattress, half asleep, still totally half asleep, jumps off the bed. And as I run around the corner, I slam my foot into a metal chair so hard. So you were, you were good on the bed. It was, was when you got the off bed. the bed where things <laughs> oh went horribly God. awry. So I slam my foot. I crunch my toes on this metal chair and I'm instantly awoken. And I don't even have to make it to the light switch to know that the neon green worm spiders are gone. But I go still to the light switch because in my brain, I've been told I have to do this. And I go and I turn on the light and hey, there's no neon green worm spiders, which is quite comforting. But my foot is in excruciating pain. So I go to the freezer and I get an ice pack and I come back to bed and I turn off the light and I lay with an ice pack on my foot and I wake up in the morning to not my big toe but the next toe next to it on the same foot that I screwed up some toes when I fell in the creek a couple month and a half ago two months ago uh, but different toe that toe is now purple and oh. twice its normal size and I can't put weight on almost any of my left foot <laughs> mm. Because my dream told me, my body, my brain said, this is a good thing. You should do this in reality. Is that I can't like, separate the two. Is that some form of night terrors? I don't know. I those don't, are dangerous. You're telling me. I might you lead to other people. <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody had been with me? Like it was just me and my cat. And let me tell you how terrified he was. I wonder if you take, what if you, like like with a cat, if you take like a little squirt gun, if he'd like squirt you in the face, what would happen? I don't, I don't know. I, every time I've ever talked in my sleep, because I've talked in my sleep for as long as I can remember. I, every time I would have sleepovers with friends, I would always have to be like, hey, you guys, I probably got to talk in my sleep. And if you talk to me, I might argue back. Uh, I used to know a girl whose mom, she would tell the truth in her sleep. So her mom would come interrogate her in her sleep about where she was that day. And she would totally tell the truth after she had lied all day. It was fantastic. I don't do that, but I will, I will have like a conversation with you. And most likely depending on where my dream is at, I will probably argue with you. Um, or be, I'm pretty much either arguing or I'm like really giddy. Like I'm laughing in my sleep, which is quite eerie. (laughs) I've been told. Um, but this is the first time that I've actually physically, Cause I've like jolted in my sleep, like in a dream, if someone like hits me, like, you know, with a car, cause I'm crossing the street while I'm walking my chickens. Cause that happens. I <laughs> jolt, like I'll actually jolt myself awake when I get hit by the car. And I think that happens to a lot of people, but I, this is the first time I've actually gotten up and done something. And I, I feel like I need to childproof my house. I feel like I'm a danger to myself wow. and my toe really really hurts i was snapchatting it and like three people have snapchatted me back they're like that's broken i'm like nope nope was there like a line is there like a black and blue line um i don't know let me look (laughs) at this moment kirsten is pulling off her shoe i don't even know she has a shoe on right now no looking no it's just black and blue maybe it's just bruised it might be. It's it's huge and it's so sprained sprained toe oh my and it's fine like i Is there any measures you can do to protect yourself against, you know, or somebody else who might be, you know, wanting to spend time with you? Oh, my God. Can you imagine if somebody had been laying in the bed with me? I would have run in a circle on top of them. You'd have to explain to them ahead of time. Have you ever had that situation and you didn't explain it to them and then something happened? No, I've always explained it. I've Uh, always, as soon as any sleepover, like if I'm staying in a hotel with friends, like we went to Vegas for a bachelorette party last April and especially the girl that I was sharing a room with. I was like, hey, um, so here's the thing. If I'm talking, it happens. You can talk back if you'd like, or you can just kind of shake me, and I will wake up sort of and fall back asleep and stop talking. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. my sister used to do that, she, but she would just call my name. She'd call my name, and then, you know, I'm like, what? What do you What do you want? What? And then I realize, and ugh, ugh, you, and I go back to sleep. 
I <laughs> I had a dream when I was maybe 13, and I remember this one because it's another really vivid one. I was in some weird Peter Pan thing, and I was laying in bed, and this Peter Pan dream, there were hundreds of thousands of people in these trees above me in Peter Pan land, Neverland, as they say. Peter Pan land. I like that. Peter yeah. Pan land. And I was in my dream. I'm like laying on the jungle floor and they're all up in the trees pointing arrows at me. And if I moved even a millimeter, they were all going to shoot me. So in my dream, I was like, oh, those are actually in my ceiling of my bedroom. I can't move. And I started shrieking for my dad, shrieking. And because, uh, you know, shrieking doesn't count as moving. Yes. The mentality, I don't understand. But I remember he came in and he opened the door and he turned on the light. And I was like, oh, okay, we're fine now. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> And he was so, he was like, what in, I was it's fine, there were arrows, but there's not now, so thank you. I, it, it's happened to me for as long as I can remember. Can you, you fly in your dreams? Do you fly? Mm, I don't think I do. I do, but I have to get like a running start, and mm. then I have to like, it's like swimming, flying. Sometimes I'll be able to, to zip through stuff. Uh, that's happened, but usually it's, uh, or yeah, I use my arms to kind of push me up, that kind of thing. It's really weird, but I I actually remember the 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 feeling of it, and it must have happened recently, because I could, I know what that's like. To if I okay, I push. Oh wait, look, I'm getting up there. Okay, good. You know, uh, I can I can imagine what that feels like. So yeah, that's I have flown in my dreams. I just am like I've done stupid stuff, but I cannot believe that this was the result of because I was dreaming about worms coming out of my closet. And so my whole body, I'm six feet tall, my whole body stood up in my bed and ran in a full circle and then jumped off my, I'm just like, I, my kingdom for a night camera that had been running at the time. That'd be <laughs> awesome. You need to do that. Oh my gosh. And like to watch my cat flee in terror and his tail all poofy because I've never done something like that before. And he was probably so scared. <laughs> Well, it, it is. Uh, I hate to cut this short, but no, it's, it's good. Perfect timing because it's that time. I hope you have enjoyed this look into Kirsten's boudoir. <laughs> My night terrors. And her night terrors. We won't talk about that because night terrors. We'll talk about that maybe after the show because those are really bad, actually. So I, I hope you have enjoyed this show. Uh, Do you have anything else for them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, when it comes to you and your self-chatter and how you treat yourself and being hard on yourself, it's time to be soft on sin because sin is just a misstep. It's just a, it's a, it's an, a stepping stone on the way to success, and it's a part. All your failures are a part of what you need to become a bigger, better, better you. This has been R. Mordant Mon. And I am the gimpy, night-walking, crazy person. <laughs> Ciao, success freaks. Boom, baby. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.